Hey, real quick, would you like to join me for a fun and super practical challenge to increase your online visibility? The Visibility Kickstarter Challenge is hosted by my friend Alina Vincent, who, if you don't know, she is the queen of online challenges. <clears throat> and that means that this is going to be one of the most actionable, value-packed, and fast-to-implement challenges that you have ever been a part of. I recently used her challenge method in my last launch, and it was the most effective challenge we have ever run, and it was easier than any, ever, any challenge we've ever run uh, as well. It is completely free, so if you want to join me, I'll be there. Head over to jenlaner.com forward slash 084 to sign up. And again, that's jenlaner, L-E-H-N-E-R.com forward slash 084. Hey guys, it's Gary Vay, Nerd Chuck, and you're listening to the Front Row Entrepreneur Podcast with our girl, Jen. April Pertwee is the founder of the Light Beamers community and the Visibility Accelerator, where she helps women use their story to get clear on their purpose, build their audience, and grow their brand. I think the name of April's business, Light Beamers, is so perfect for her because as you will hear, she really is a ball of sunshine and light. She completed the Front Row CEO program and ended up with her perfect match virtual assistant. But what I want you to hear is how specifically April is working with her VA, a behind the scenes look at her workflow. So let's just jump right in. Okay, so you've recently started working with a VA. It's been a couple of months now, I guess. And I know that things look a lot different for you now than when you when you first started in business, or I should say before you had a VA. And I, so I want to hear all about that. And I want to know what how you're working with your VA. What sorts of things is your VA doing for you in your business? Yes. Well, first of all, I would totally agree with you. It has totally changed. Um, really so much about my business. And just to give you a, you know, a worldview of it, it's just created freedom. I'm an entrepreneur because I want freedom in my life. And I was getting into the hole of not having very much of it because I was doing all the things and wearing all the hats and getting really frustrated and doing things that number one, I don't really know how to do. And number two, things that I don't want to do. And I was feeling really like this wasn't a whole lot of fun anymore. And, um, but yet I, I didn't want to stop doing my business because I'm so passionate about what I do. So I was really in that, that's where I was. And now, you know, having someone in my business, that's like a partner and, you know, she's working with me and, and taking things off my plate and we are communicating about, you know, what things you know, what are her, what's her, where are her strengths and how can those help me, you know, take, like I said, lighten the load. And um, so some of the specific things, just to give you kind of what that really looks like for me, you know, my business is, is very much all over social media. I mean, it's really that it's all online for the most part. I have some stuff offline, but you know, a large part of my day is spent managing social media, creating content for social media, um, engaging with people on social media, in addition to servicing my clients. And that part of it, you know, when I wasn't servicing my clients, 
that part of it was just taking a lot of time. And I know how to create content. That's not a problem. I know how to repurpose. But it's all the scheduling and planning and mapping it out and getting it in the right place and emailing and Instagram and Facebook and and just all the things that that was where I was getting, my system was getting clogged. And that is a place where she has come in and she's gone through all of my content. She has sorted it out, made sense of it, put it in categories. We've created a Trello board. She has it laid out for me by date, everything that's going to go out so that I can see it. And I can also edit it. You know, I can go in and change things. I can say, oh, let's, you know, I'll write a, you know, a little bit better copy or I'll just edit things to have it sound, you know, be a little bit more personable for Instagram or Facebook versus going out to my email or something like that. And it's just made the time that I spend on my content so much faster and efficient. And one of my big goals for 2020, and we actually started this in December, but one of my big goals was really to focus on my email list because I spent a good amount of money last year on Facebook ads, building my Facebook or building my email list. And so I have all these people on my email list that quite honestly, they're, they maybe not be following me on social media. You know, they're not in my Facebook group because I've set at the right now, I have about 1,700 people in my Facebook group and I have 6,000 people on my email list. So they're on my email list, not watching me on social media, right? So I knew that I was missing the boat by not, you know, carefully nurturing that relationship via email. And I didn't just want to email them when I had something to sell them because that's tacky. And uh, I just wasn't, I didn't have an email plan in place. And now because of her, because of having a VA, having someone to kind of help organize all this content, she is loading the content in my email system as drafts, you know, so they're there for me when I'm ready to like, I can schedule it and I can plan it and I can send things when I'm ready, but they're all there ready for me. So she is taking things that I've posted on social media and repurposing them for me into an email. Okay. And that has been huge. Can you tell me exactly what that would look like, um, real specifically, the repurposing part? So like maybe a live stream. Yes, I can tell you an exact example. You know, this past, uh, I recently came back from a trip where I had a big speaking engagement and I just you know, came back and I had a social media post that I wrote on Facebook, just really sharing the experience and sharing the story because my business is all around storytelling. So it's very storytelling based. And so it was a really good story. It was a really good share. And there were things about it that other people, I wanted other people to know because it was kind of like, you know, four years ago, I didn't have these types of experiences. Four years ago, I didn't have this type of business. Four years ago, when I was just starting out in the online space, none of this was a was not coming in yet. And so it was a way for me to encourage my audience to just keep going, you know, keep building, stay the course, don't give up. And it had sort of an inspirational message. That's a way to really nurture your audience and give them give them a shot in the arm when they need it, because we all need that. Right. And so I I sent her a message in Trello and I said, go grab my Facebook post from today and get it out ready for me for an email. 
And that's all I said to her. Like, that's all I have to say is leave her a little note and say, go get this and do this with it. And so she did. And I didn't have to go and copy and paste and cut and set up and do the sequence and the tags and all the things in my email list, right? Like she got all of that set up for me. And then she messages me back on the Trello card and she's like, it's ready for your approval in Kajabi in my email, in my email service provider. And I was like, great. And so now I have that ready to go. And actually, I think we now schedule it to go out, right? So it was that kind of specific thing where that's kind of the workflow we've been able to build out that just otherwise that would have taken me, you know, it's not that that stuff is hard. I could have sat down and done all of that, or I could have spent the hour, you know, going out and reaching out to a client or reaching out to potential new clients or nurturing my audience and having conversations with people you know, in private messaging and things like that while she's over there doing that kind of stuff. I love Does it. That and I think sense? you had mentioned to me some time ago that you were like, you, you'll you put, she'll put stuff on maybe a Trello board, images um, that you have, and uh, she'll get things going for social media or for a post. And then you're inspired at that point, once you see what she's pulled around a certain theme, and then you can go to town to to start writing and creating or something. Is that what, yes. what am I so thinking of? This has been another amazing thing because she's not just, you know, she's not someone who is just taking direction. She's taking initiative. Okay. So she will go into, she, she will watch previous Facebook lives that I have done on my business page. She will go back and I didn't tell her to do this. She just did it. And she, you know, I have given her free reign to to have anything transcribed that she needs to have transcribed. So we already have that set up. So she'll go and transcribe those Facebook lives and basically pull out the meat, right? Because the Facebook lives are very conversational. They're very casual. They're very, Lord knows I'm saying a lot of ums and all that kind of stuff, you know? <laughs> Me too. And so she just pulls out the meat of what I was trying to say in that Facebook live And she will turn it into something for me to use, you know, either as an email, she'll say, hey, I transcribed this and I've got this ready for you. Where do you want to use it? That kind of thing. The other thing that she's done is she's gone and found, you know, old, just old social media posts or she'll find things. Actually, she's gone into my Canva account because she has access to my Canva account, which is like a graphic design software for dummies. (laughs) That's basically what I call Canva. And you know, there's been things that I've created in there, and then I maybe will put them over in my Planoly account, which my Planoly account goes out to Instagram. But I had a lot of stuff loaded in Planoly from Canva and things in my Canva account that I've I've just never had the time to do anything with mm-hmm. it. You know, I'll have the ideas for the creating a quote graphic or, you know, popping in a picture and I'll kind of put it there like in a bank, like a content bank, mm-hmm. like for the day that I get 10 hours and I can sit down and write <laughs> a bunch of stuff, right. which those days never come, but they're coming now because she's going and giving me one little, she's spoon feeding me back my own content. And she's like, you know, here, I've got this. I found this in your Canva account, or I found this in Planoly. I've written some stuff. She'll kind of get me, get it going. Right. And then she'll say, do you want to? just, you know, sprinkle in April. Like I just have to go in and add what I really wanted to say. Right. And now all I have to do is take five minutes instead of five hours 
and I just sit down and I write in a very inspired way what that what that piece what that picture or that quote graphic or whatever it is that I had saved. It, I'm just letting it speak to me. This is actually a great storytelling tip, by the way. This is what I teach. You know, you let something like that inspire you and then you just sit down and write. You just say what that is saying to you. And I just write my content that way. But she did all the legwork. She did all the heavy lifting. All I had to do was just sprinkle the April on it, right? And it's just made creating content fun again. It's made getting my 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 Instagram number one, which was about dead because I I just couldn't I felt I couldn't keep up with it. Mm-hmm. You know, like the grid pattern and all the things you got to do over there. And I just was mostly focusing on stories, mm-hmm. which I still do because that's where I need to be is in my stories, right? And so. Now, I mean, she is like, she's made my grid pattern way better than I ever made it. Like she's just, she has time to think about it. Whereas I didn't, I was just slapping stuff up. Well, I definitely have to put it. I feel like my content has gotten an upgrade and it's being more carefully curated and it's being more intentional with the way we speak to our audience. And I'm so happy about that. I love that. I'll definitely have to put a link to your Instagram so everybody can take a look. They can scroll down through your grid and see the yeah, before and after. Scroll down and you'll see the transition yeah. that that is coming. Yeah. Love it. So um, what else? What other things are you um, are you guys working on together and what's coming on down the, the pipeline? Like what are your your plans for for your team? Well, there's a lot of other little things. They're just these little bitty things like scheduling calls and and putting the replays and client Trello boards or emailing a client, reminding them we have a call, you know, that kind of stuff. There's a lot of little daily admin tasks that she's doing that has just once again taken that off my plate. And we are creating a system now. We you know, just actually had a conversation today about creating a Trello board just for us, like to really build out team light beamers, you know, and to have things in one place, like my logo, my hex codes, my affiliate links, my my Zoom link, you know, the number to my Zoom link, and just all the things that you're constantly having to pull and put in emails or social media posts or mm-hmm. whatever it may be, or private messages. And you're like, okay, where do I have that again? And I have to go to Zoom and get it, or I'll have to go to Canva and get it and have to go find all these places. And so now she's working on putting all of that for us in one place, you know, just one handy place. And again, that just eliminates time, eliminates the waste of time. And it's just creating so much more time to be efficient and productive and focus on income producing activities and focus on, you know, really serving my client and and nurturing my audience, which is important to me. Um, It's important that I carry on daily conversations with people. And I just felt before I was putting out so many fires myself that I would get to the end of the day and I hadn't carried on any conversations with anybody, you know? That kind of stuff is really freeing me up. Why do you think Diane is, you know, for anybody listening, I mean, you know, because I know I used to feel this way when I used to listen to Amy Porterfield talk about Trevenia and I would be like, uh-huh. well, you know, she just got lucky because she's got, right. you know, the all-time greatest VA in history. Yes. I used to think that too. You used yeah. to think that too? So. So yes, now I you, did. I was like, well, yeah, you found your unicorn and I don't have a unicorn over here. That's what I used to think. You know, you found your uniform, unicorn, good for you. You know, 
it's not going to strike like that twice, you know, over here. I mean, it was kind of a negative way of thinking, but it, it, it is, you look at other people that have that. And I, honestly, I thought that about you. I'm like, I kept saying to you, send me a Nika. How do I find a Nika? You know? And so this is where I'm going to like pat you on the back because your CEO program just walked us through step-by-step step on how to, how to find and hire your VA. And it's the finding part that's so important because it's a step-by-step process where you put them through a series of tasks. Well, actually, it probably starts in the very, very beginning when you're submitting your, you're posting your job listing, right? Mm -hmm. You're saying, hey, I'm looking for a VA that does X, Y, Z. And so it's about tailoring that message Instead of just like, I need somebody to help me in my business work 10 hours a week or 20 hours a week, you get really specific about what your needs are. Well, let's back up. Even before I did that, you know, I I didn't know what my needs were because I was just in my head. I had everything running around in my head. There were no systems over here. I was flying by the seat of my pants. I was not documenting anything. And I remember there was like a checklist that you kind of put us through for us to sit down and really identify the things that would just be beautiful if we could take them off of our plate. Like, what do we want to remove, right? And it was that process of evaluating your business. And you kind of, again, step-by-step walked us through that process. And then I could identify what my needs were. And then when I posted the job, I could clearly communicate who I was looking for, what skill sets I needed. It's a big difference. Do you need someone to do social media posting like I did and helping organize you on the back end like I did? Or do you need a video editor? Do you need an accountant? Do you need, you know, someone to handle all your Gmail and all that kind of stuff? I mean, there's like so many different things that maybe you're you're drowning in. You've got to, you've got to identify the things that you really need help with. And then then it's a step-by-step process from there of of giving them certain tasks and making sure they basically pass the test. You know, they've got to qualify. They've got to be, they've got to, um, to show that they can perform for you because otherwise you're just going to keep hiring people. And this is actually what I had done. I had hired two VAs prior to this VA, the one that I have now as a result of using the CEO system. I had hired two VAs before just like, Hey, do you have some extra hours available? Yes, I do. Great. And then I would get a VA on board and they were like, well, what do you want me to do? And I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I don't even know what to give you. Right. I just, can you just read my mind, please? And make some magic happen in my business. Right. That's what I was hoping would happen. And as a result, I was spending a lot of money on VAs that were getting me nowhere. And it's not the VA's fault. It's not their fault at all. I just didn't I didn't go through a process that really clearly communicated what my needs were because I couldn't communicate what they were, right? Mm -hmm. And so your system really does get you in that framework of, of, of evaluating your needs, identifying what you need, communicating what you need, and then hiring for what you need. And when you hire that way, you get people like I have now that are doing the things that I need, which that's what it's about. Yeah, it, it makes me so happy to hear. And, you know, and and it's something that, and I know you know from being part of the, the community, but we hear it, uh, we hear it a lot. And 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 that and I think that's just a big misconception is that if you hire, especially if you hire overseas, if you hire from somewhere like the Philippines, that you're gonna get lesser quality work 
because you're paying such a lesser rate. But it actually is not true. It's just you have to be able to eliminate all the time wasters before, yeah, you you definitely have to eliminate all the time wasters before you ever even think about interviewing someone. So I think that's what one of the things that's that's really good about the process is that like, you know, it just gets you directly to qualified people before you ever interview and spend any time. I tried to make it anyway as automated as possible so that the the right people are there are there to be interviewed. And so, you know, that that is something I hear a lot is like, well, how do you know that like you're going to get people who are trustworthy or capable or whatever? Right. It's like, well, before they ever go into Skype, so many things have already happened. Your Skype yes, interview, you really have. Things- you've put them sort of through a ringer, you know, like you've really given them a lot of tests that they had to pass. And, you know, with each step of that, you gain the confidence that this is the person that's going to be trustworthy and do a good job. And, you know... Here's how I look at it, too, about the whole thing in the Philippines, because, you know, I, I did have that pang of, of kind of guilt. Like, really? Is this OK for me to pay someone so little by American standards? Right. And I felt guilty about that. But I did my research because I really wanted to I, I never want to want to get involved in like slave labor or any of that. Like, that's just so against my principles. And this is not what this is at all. It's different. Like the, the economy is so different there and that, you know, their living wage is different than our living wage. And so $20 for us is, is, is way less for them. It, you know, it, it's a lot, it's like <laughs> $2, right? And so for them to, you know, get paid four or five dollars an hour is is great to start. And it gives you room to then maybe move them up towards an American pay scale. And oh my gosh, I, you know, I've already given my um, assistant one, a, a raise, a one dollar raise. And she cried when I gave it to her because that one dollar is going to go so far in, for her and her family. And we were on Zoom and, you know, I just told her that, you know, she was doing such a good job and that I was so thankful for having someone to come into my business and help me this way. I mean, basically I needed a business wife, you know, I needed someone to come in and organize and boss me around a little bit and just tell me what to do in terms of like the schedule. And that's what she's done with my social media is she's organized it. She's got it all scheduled and she'll come in and say, Hey, April, now it's on you. I need you to do this. And then I can take, take it from there. And just, you know, having the direction. I love and, um, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, you know, so I, I now feel really confident in paying her. I'm now paying her $5 an hour and I can't wait to like, just keep surprising her with those, with those raises, you know? And I now see it differently. I am actually giving a woman in a foreign country that doesn't have all of the things that we have in this country of the United States. I am now giving her an opportunity and I feel really good about that. And I'm excited and I, I just feel like it's, it's, I feel connected to someone across the world, you know, and it's, it's really just a shift in perspective. Yeah, I totally agree. And I love that you said that you can start here and this, this is like what I want people to hear like loud and clear is that 
the reason this works, the reason that this works to grow your business so quickly and to really truly scale like no other in no other strategy is going to help you scale as fast as this is because you're leveraging the exchange rate, but like you said, then you can grow them, you know, as they stay with you and they grow with your company, you can bring them up to USA rates. And that is the idea is that we are hiring virtual assistants who stay with us for years that become a part of our business that take ownership in our businesses. And I know Diane already um, has done that in your business. And and that that is sort of the, the thing is that, yeah, like it is what if you start a VA out at $5 an hour, it is or $4 an hour, it is an okay starting livable wage. But there is plenty of room to grow and other ways to compensate as your business is growing, other ways to bring value to them. And that is, for example, like giving them access to all the courses that you've created so that they can learn or that you've purchased with permission of the course creator, um, to like have them log into the to the to a certain course through your last pass so they can learn new skills and you're both benefiting. They've they've increased their skill set and they're going to bring that value into your business. You know, I have, we're trying to get v, Nika here. She we're just waiting on her visa. And I know a lot of people will do that with their overseas VAs, whether they're in the Philippines or Indonesia or whatever, to come and spend time in the US and, you know, or buy a computer for their for their VA. Yeah. I mean there's other ways to compensate your VA and show your your love and appreciation until you get to the point where you know you really have scaled and they can scale with you. And that right. that is why you know the entry level like if you were going to have a full-time VA in the United States, it's cost prohibitive for most solopreneurs, even solopreneurs oh, who are doing pretty well. Question. Even if you're making six figures a year, if you're going to have a full-time VA at twenty five dollars an hour, yeah. you've just completely eaten up all of your whatever profits right. that you that you've made. And and already within two months, she is at thirty hours a week. I'm already giving her thirty hours a week, and that's what I'm paying her. And I would give her forty hours a week, but she she she's a mom of a young son, and she you know still sort of staying at home, if you will. So you know she's good now with thirty hours, but I've let her know. The minute you want more, let me know because I will give you more. And I can't, I, I would not, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm doing okay with my business and I'm hitting that level. But like you said, it's, it's, um, that starts to eat into your, that's a significant pay in, you know, to hire somebody full time, 40 hours and in the US and it's like, okay, well, and I want insurance and benefits and all that. And I, don't, I just not at that level yet. Look, I look forward to getting to that level and I will gladly pay those things when I get to that level. But I needed something that was like a leg up that puts me on the path to get to that level, right? And this is it. And I can also see how, you know, as we grow and obviously I bring on other assistants and other team members, which is exciting to even think about that. Because I mean, there was a time where I could barely think about having one person on my team. And now that I have one person on my team, now I can start to vision what does it look like when I have five people on my team? And that's becoming a reality now. And I could not have visioned that before. So you have to just start with the one thing and, you know, create some systems in your business so that 
you really get to get back in the driver's seat of your business instead of your business running over you like a freight train. And that's how you feel at the end of every day, which is exactly how I felt. And I'm really starting to breathe so much easier now because I have someone that is, you know, taking just so many things off of my plate, like I kept saying. It's just been awesome. Uh, Well, April, thank you so much for sharing your your story with us. And I can't wait to check back in with you um, this time next year (laughs) because- Oh, I know. Like it's going to be, I can't even imagine. It's going to be so cool to see what all has unfolded because- of having help, right? you know, and it's just like women, like we always say, well, it takes a village to raise kids. Well, you know what? It takes a village to have a business. And if you're over there not building your village, you know, you're going to burn out and you're not going <laughs> to, you're not going to sustain that. And it's the same concept. And so I'm excited to be building my village. Oh, awesome. Well, we're going to leave it right there because it's a great point to end on. Thank you so much, April. I really appreciate you spending time with us today. And um, I'm going to take you up on that check-in for next year. Yes, let's do it. If you'd like to connect with April, head on over to lightbeamers.com. Links to all the resources mentioned today, along with all the show notes, can be found at jenlaner.com slash April. And if you'd like more information about Front Row CEO, head over to frontrowceo.com. See you next time.